Okay, welcome to the Kingdom Rewind podcast. I'm Sean Dixon, and alongside me is Roman Metcalf. Roman, how's it going, bud? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, we're still doing this social distancing thing, uh, working from home. How's how's work life going for you? Uh, pretty pretty good. I uh, have to go into work, so I don't get to work from home. But I mean, it's it's been going pretty well so far. I've been doing this since March, so when you say you don't get a work from home, I'm ready to get back to the office. It's uh, you know four kids at home. It's it's definitely pretty hectic. So uh, I, I, I am a little jealous of people who still get to go to work, even though we are in this climate where it's uh, it can be dangerous at times. But uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, really, for sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people ready to get back to work. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it, it's good to have you here today, and I'm uh, I'm excited for today's show. Uh, the The Rewind podcast we discuss uh, you know moments in Chiefs history. You know whether it's a, a draft, a game, or in this case, we're going to discuss an actual player. We're going to discuss uh, Joe Delaney. You know that he was drafted probably probably almost forty years ago. So so neither neither Roman or I uh, actually witnessed uh, him playing or his playing days. He uh, he unfortunately passed away the the year that I was born in 1983. So, um, but uh, but Roman, you know, I know I know me and you both have heard and seen the highlights of Joe Delaney. You know, he was he was an exceptional uh, exceptional athlete. Yes, he he was. I mean, he was he was big. He was fast. He was physical. I mean, his his rookie year, he wasn't he didn't come into the middle of the season. But when he did, I mean, he was he was ready to play and started off with a bang. Yeah, yeah, he was actually he was taken in the second round of the '81 draft, and uh, and I don't think they ever actually pegged him as the starter uh, right off the bat. You know, he had potential to be, but uh, the Chiefs had a running back uh, named Ted McKnight who uh, actually started the first five five games of the season, but went out with a knee injury uh, in '81. And Delaney came in and as ten games as a starter, he had 1,100 yards. He averaged four point yards per carry. He uh, he had the longest rush of the year, an eighty yard, eighty two yard touchdown run against Denver. He he literally, I mean, just from watching highlights and seeing documentaries and reading the stats and stuff like that, he reminded me of 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 Jamal Charles. You know that that you know once he had the ball in his hands, he was a home run threat every time. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And not only that, I mean, you read off all those statistics, but in his rookie year, I mean, he set four four chief records, and he set the record for uh, most rush yards in a season with what you said, uh, one thousand one hundred and twenty-one yards. He rushed for most yards in a game that with one hundred and ninety-three versus Houston, and then he also had most consecutive 100 plus yard games he had three of those and then he had five 100 yard games in a season and and, you know for that for that time frame especially especially the chiefs you know that time frame that's that was a big deal back then you know the early 80s and stuff uh um you know the 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 chiefs weren't they you know they hadn't really been good since the lynn dawson era and the super bowl four era so they were they were trying to get things back on track, and and in '81 they barely missed the playoffs at nine and seven. Um, but Delaney was selected to the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Um, then then '82 was kind of kind of a different year. They had the NFL strike, so you know the, the, it was a limited season. Plus, 
Delaney was uh, battling an eye injury, which he ended up having surgery on. So, so he only started seven games and only rushed for 380 yards. But I look at that year as kind of an asterisk. Um, you know, you using replacement players, all that stuff, and and so there was still there was still a lot of promise with the '83 season coming up. Uh, you know that that you know the Chiefs would be making that step forward. They they drafted in '83 the. Uh, with the seventh overall pick, they took Todd Blackledge. So now a lot of people, a lot of Chiefs fans, you know, they 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 they, uh, they get a little squeamish when they hear Todd Blackledge because it didn't pan out that well. But at the time, this was the guy that was supposed to come in and save that franchise. And there was a lot of promise with Todd Blackledge and Joe Delaney in that backfield. Um, you know, they thought that those two combined could could take that next step. And unfortunately in June of the 83 season after the draft, after free agency, all that um, Joe Delaney drowned trying to save three young boys from a water hole at Critters Creek Amusement Center in Monroe, Louisiana. Um, He didn't know how to swim, uh, but he saw the three young boys drowning. Uh, He was able to jump in. He actually saved one of them from drowning uh, one of them was pulled from the water and he later died in the hospital and Delaney and the third boy were uh, drowned actually in the water. It's a hor- horrible situation, a tragic, tragic event um, and, and such a loss. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a heroic thing on his part. I mean, especially with him not knowing how to swim. I mean, he, he putting his life out there to save, to try to save three others. I mean, that's, something you don't see every day and that was uh for him to do something like that was i mean that was i guess pretty special you know i mean you don't you don't see that very very often absolutely it was it was it was you know you know a lot of us you know we'd like to think that we would do the same thing but i don't i don't know i mean especially not knowing how to swim that's you know you put your you put yourself or you put you put other people ahead of ahead of your yourself you know for the greater good, of course. And, and, and that was actually recognized after, after he died, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan honored Joe Delaney with the presidential citizens medal after he passed. And he, uh, he was quoted as saying, uh, Ronald Reagan was quoted as saying he made the ultimate sacrifice by placing the lives of three children above regard for his own safety by the supreme example of courage and compassion. This brilliantly gifted young man left a spiritual legacy for his fellow Americans. That's a that's a that's a that's a pretty cool deal. I mean, obviously tragic tragic event, but for 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 him to be, you know, nationally recognized by by our president at the time, um, yeah, shows shows powerful. shows how much of a heroic event it was, and and uh, definitely definitely a tragic loss for 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 the NFL for 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 everybody, you know, and 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 nobody was affected more than the Kansas City Chiefs obviously in the 83 season um they were the worst rushing team after after Delaney passed they were they only averaged 3.2 yards per carry and they had a thousand less yards than that than than they had during Delaney's rookie rookie season of 81 uh they were led kind of a run by committee with uh, Billy Jackson and Theodos Brown they actually looked really really good in the passing game, but a lot of that's because they were, you know, they were playing from behind. They didn't have a running game to, to get, to get early leads with. And, 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 you know, they were the third ranked team in passing, but they had five games over 300 with 
over 300 yards passing, but they lost four of those games, including a 406-yard game against the Chargers. I believe Dan Fouts was the quarterback for the Chargers in that game. So, so uh, tells you how long ago this was. But, uh, <clears throat> but you know, you know, Blackledge, Todd Blackledge didn't even start any of those games. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's you, you think about you think about the the effect that something like that has on a rookie quarterback. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, as we've kind of seen, like, I mean, I know it, it was a little game was a lot different back then, but I mean, looking jumping ahead in today's game, like, I mean, looking at Blackledge was from Penn State, and I know that uh, Delaney didn't come from Penn State, but I mean, we've seen with Penn State, they've I they produce running backs. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they produce running backs. I mean, and they they have quarterbacks that I mean can run the option or or the um, quarterback you know quarterback design plays. And I think not having uh, for Blackledge not having a running back um, to kind of help him out there where he could possibly you know take some of the heat off Delaney or Delaney take some of the heat off of him like that was kind of definitely could, could have been kind of rough for him. Um, I mean. I don't know how good our receivers were back then, but um, oh, we we had some we had some good ones with Stephon Page, I believe. I believe Stephon Page was a was was a good one, but they weren't they weren't you know it wasn't like Odell Beckham or anything like that, you know. It wasn't, yeah, no Tyreek Hill or anything like that. But (laughs) it's crazy because I if I mean if we if Joe Delaney still would have been on the team, I mean he ran a I was looking at some doing some research on him in high school he ran a 100 yard dash in 9.4 seconds and he was also on the northwestern state track and field team absolutely where they uh he was a national champion uh in the 400 meter relay so i mean he, he was fast he was so like you said you compared him to jamal charles after reading that seeing that Absolutely. Yeah, I can. I can see Chiefs the comparison do, there. The Chiefs can do some big things with some track stars, you know. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they they've got a history of those guys. Uh, you know, and 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 to your point, you know, Blackledge was drafted with the thought of having this number one back, just like he had in Penn State with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was the third overall pick in that draft. I mean, the guy was amazing at Penn State. He went on to have an amazing career in Seattle. But it's, uh, you know, I wonder if the Chiefs staff felt like they didn't want to get Blackledge off to this bad start by not having that feature back like he had in Penn state. And I I think it kind of hampered his entire career. You know, Blackledge never had a game where he started over eight, eight games in the season. They had the, the 86 year where they, they kind of backed into the playoffs and I think Blackledge started eight and I think Bill Kenny started eight games. Um, But they never really gave Blackledge that full, control and you kind of I kind of wonder if you know if he had a guy a a safety net kind of in Joe Delaney maybe they would have gave him the keys to the you know to the team and let him go a full season and and maybe his whole career could have turned around you know that the entire landscape of the early 80s Chiefs could have been changed with Joe Delaney in there you know they 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 only made it they only made it to the playoffs that one year in 86 um you know since since he passed and uh you know they didn't really, they didn't really turn anything around. They didn't have a running game or anything like that until the '89 season, when Marty Schottenheimer comes in, Carl Pearson comes in. They have Christian Okoye. They, they, 
they, you know, get the cornerstone of that defense with Derek Thomas in the fourth round of the 89 season. And then things start to turn around and you start, and then you start seeing what the chiefs became in the nineties. And it kind of leaves, it kind of leaves that, uh, you know, that, the the mid to late 80s it kind of makes it a forgettable time in chiefs history because there was there was no there was no running game there was no success they were they were six and ten most of the time i think they made it eight and eight and then they were like four and eleven but uh, but it was nothing nothing really memorable and i think joe delaney if 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 he wouldn't have tragically lost his life he could have made that entire decade memorable just like guys like Derek Thomas did for the nineties. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for sure. I mean, he could have, he definitely would have been one of the, one of the key guys to put probably put the team on his back and lead them to champion, like AFC championships and maybe even Super Bowls. We don't know that now, but I mean, it, it could have happened. I mean, he, he was, he seems like one of those players that, would have put the team on his back and and been able to uh, take take him home. Yeah, yeah. So I want to <clears throat> I want to point out that the the Chiefs did retire uh, the number thirty seven in his memory after after his death. Uh, that I think I think uh, several years later they started the uh, was it thirty seven forever foundation, which is uh, works with the American Red Cross to provide swimming lessons for underprivileged children, which is. Which is, you know, you know, it's it, it's obviously connects to to the tragedy that happened, but it's it's a great cause, um, you know, and and he is in uh, he is in in two thousand four he was elected to the Chiefs Hall of Fame, and uh, is his name is on the Ring of Honor at Arrowhead, and uh, they've they've done they've done a great part a great service to to honor him but i did read i did read that the actual that uh, critters creek amusement center they they shut it down after the incident but um you know that there there was an article out there that they've never really done anything as like a a tribute to joe delaney at that park um you know they, there was talks that they could have put like a uh a plaque or or almost like a statue or something something to to remember the efforts that Joe Delaney took because because he he made the ultimate sacrifice to try to save these three children there really isn't you, you don't really hear much about it I know there was a 30 for 30 uh on ESPN about it and 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 it was it was really good I recommend anyone listening to this to go back and try to find it. it's really good it's a it's a 30 for 30 short I think it's not as long as the other 30 for 30s and 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 it's a it's a real good real good insight into his life and, and honoring him on what he did. But, but other than that, there really isn't much. And you would think that, 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 uh, someone who does something like that, they, they would, they would do more for him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we see a lot nowadays, I mean, people, I mean, players, whether they're big figures or athletes or whatever, I mean, get honored, I mean, like, uh, I, I don't, I can't remember if it was, if, I can't remember where it was, but there was that high school player that threw his body on the three girls on the drive-by oh, shooting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they, uh. Well, you know, they have, the, they have the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and, you know, this was after, they, yeah. they have that award after this happened, but, but certainly you don't see, 
<laughs> you don't see those stories being anywhere near the the sacrifice that Delaney made. I mean, and and uh, it just it just shows you what an incredible human being he was. Not not just athlete. I mean, you know the the stats are there. He was he was he was the man. He was a great athlete. But but to see that you know you see all these stories of guys who 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 can do anything and everything athletically, but you don't hear about like the things they're doing, you know, off the field and stuff like that. We have, we have stories and stuff like that, but, but this is something unprecedented and, and uh, just, just a terrible loss of, of a, of a wonderful human being. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a very, very tragic loss. I mean, we're kind of looking at it now and only what, could have been if if he would have been able to survive and known how to swim and been able to you know come back and play football for the Chiefs and stuff. I mean, it would have been really interesting to see what what would have happened and what he could have brought. Could have could have changed the table. Could have changed the whole landscape. Just like we talked about last week with the 2016 draft. You know, one little one little thing. You know that, that we uh, you know with the Broncos jumping ahead of us to take Paxton Lynch, change that entire landscape. Well, you know, this could have changed the entire landscape of a decade of, of horrible football witnessed by chief fan, Chiefs fans. <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, it went from horrible football and to heartbreak kind of in the nineties. I mean, when no. the Chiefs had those great, that great defense and some of those good teams and just couldn't, we couldn't ever put it together in the playoffs. Well, I can, I could probably like, you know, like, like I said, uh, you know, that was, that was around, you know, I was, I was a young kid when, when they started turning it around, I was probably first or second grade. And, and I can, I can kind of remember at least in the beginning that, you know, we, we were able to be proud of the fact that we were turning it around now towards the end there, that 95, 97, I think, I think, you know, we were, we were used to them winning. So now we wanted to see that next step. But but in that early stages, in that 89, 90 uh, stages, it was definitely uh, it was definitely nice to see us put rattle off some wins, even though there were the playoff disappointments there, too. But uh, but, you know, because that whole that whole 83 to 88 era, there wasn't too many wins. It was uh, it was pretty bleak. So, you know, in comes Marty, in comes Carl, Derek Thomas, who is my favorite player, by the way. And I, I named my youngest son after him, <laughs> but, uh, but, and, and Christian Coy, Christian Coy was the, was the, really the next back that we seen step in to, to, to do anything for this franchise since Joe, Joe Delaney. And, uh, and he, and he had, he too, because of knee injuries had a short career with the team, but, uh, but definitely made his presence known. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, we've had a thing with getting great running backs, but it's just, it's crazy. What looking back, what could have been, I mean, from Joe Delaney to Derek Thomas, I mean, it's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would have loved to have seen, you know, him on the same offense, uh, you know, as Christian Okoye and a little bit of thunder and lightning there. And then, and then pair that with the defense of Derek Thomas and Neil Smith, that would have been, that would have been a sight to see. Oh yeah, that would have definitely been something. I know I wouldn't have been alive to see that, but <laughs> could have. Uh, they've definitely those teams if they would have went, been winning championships 
probably would have been compared to those Bulls teams that were winning championships. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Kingdom Rewind here on Arrowhead Live. For Sean Dixon, I'm Roman Metcalf, and we will be back here next week. And we will be bringing some new content and hopefully um, getting getting excited to fire it back up again next week. I know I'll be excited. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All righty. See you, Sean. All right. Take care, Roman. Bye. Uh, yep. Yeah.